What's up, everybody? The Marvelous Friends are back, and we're here to talk about Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. And if you want to find madness, then keep listening. Each of us felt very different about this movie, and I don't know how Marvel pulled that off. Come join part one of this conversation. Welcome to episode 107 of the Marvelous Friends podcast. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. What did we think of this movie? I'm giving this movie a B minus. What? Odin reminds me of a Haitian father. <laughs> this is. It feels like the comic brought to live screen. Uh, this is if this is the story they are going for can we buy a cheap table so i can flip it hi everybody we got a curfew by nine o'clock you're odin dang can you edit that out and now this is marvelous friends marvelous friends welcome to the marvelous friends podcast now listening to marvelous friends we have some things to talk about with this movie online to see uh what other people are saying about this movie uh so elise fergie what have you found uh online i would choose the review with one of the more complicated names but i i really want to share this one but it's by i'm gonna try my best by irani needs wiki I hope I did not butcher your name, uh, but this person says, Sam Raimi definitely manages to inject some character into the film. Although it feels like he was held back somewhat by Marvel's increasingly inflexible blueprint for its blockbusters, it almost feels like the films are becoming a little too bogged down by ambitious MCU world building, which in the lead up to Endgame was one of the most exciting things about the franchise. This, the film suffers from poor pacing of storytelling. There's a reveal early in the film, which I think would have been a lot more effective if Marvel had held its cards to its chest that bit longer. However, there are some really, f- there are also some really fun, fresh ideas, and boy does Raimi know how to make a villain scary. Interestingly, I found the film gave me really wild, vivid dreams after watching, which I think speaks to where it does succeed. All in all, an enjoyable entry and far better than the last strange film, but I can't help but wonder what could have been if the plot was a little bit more character-driven and less beholden to the greater MCU. And this is a four out of five star review. Uh, My reviewer left three out of five stars, um, and their name is Ashfear M. They said, the MCU is back in action after the disappointment of the Eternals. And although this was much better entertainment slash story than the Eternals, it still wasn't close to being as good as some of the other previous MCU movies. The story and how it all played out felt really silly at times. And I think all the cuts slash reshoots affected this. The multiverse element was okay, but nothing to brag about. And the madness was just about one character. Yes, it was visually stunning even with the wonky VFX, which was more noticeable in 3D, but that's basically all all this movie was, just visually entertaining. It was like turning the pages of a comic book and being astonished by the pictures. I like the dark horror elements added in as compared to other PG-5 movies the MCU makes. Would have been even better if they went all out uh, PG-16 or even R-rated, as then you can get proper comic book mode. The core characters were special, were especially, were great, especially Wanda slash Scarlet Witch, who was the MVP. The Illuminati, not a spoiler, should have been saved for another movie or their own movie. But in at, but in a way, at least it showed how powerful Scarlet Witch has become. America Chavez was decent addition and i like the look of her powers um however the movie didn't get me to care about her too much the comedy aspect was typical marvel which we all have gotten used to do do you need to have watched wandavision yes should i watch in 3d imax with all the vfx it should be the best option but any good quality screen will do the job was it worth the hype 
Here, I think it fell short, but good entertainment value. Can I take my kids? It has horror, death, darkness elements, but I think your kids older than 10 should be fine with it. Overall, it was an average movie, which I rate 6.5 out of 10. Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty. That was thorough. There. <laughs> that was that was very thorough. Um, cool. I've seen some things online, too. I'm not going to spend time reading off the many things I've, I've read, but I feel like some things that I've, I've, I've saw, I've seen some of the things that Elise talked about and some of the things that Fergie's talked about. I've also seen everything in between. Um, there are people out there who are disappointed in this movie. There are people out there who are ecstatic about this movie. Um, and then there's everything in between. And so I feel like you can go in many directions with this. Um, what did we think? Let's have this conversation. I feel like it's been a long time since we talked letter grades about a TV show or movie or anything, um, you know, of the sort. So let's talk about what would you grade this movie? I want to first say that I really like Doctor Strange. I liked him when he's in other movies. I've really grown to like the character. I was excited for this movie. Um, I had a lot of hype behind it, which I was really got right behind. For me, this movie was a C plus. It was good. It had a lot of good elements in it, a lot of good VFX, like my reviewer said. It just wasn't that great. I cannot wait. Me and Fergie, because, you know, we're married. That's my wife over there. Um, we talked a little bit about it. So I had I, I knew going into this review how she felt, and she kind of has an idea of how I feel. But um, I want to kind of dig into that a little bit. But C+, okay. Um Anybody else? Who else wants to go? Yeah, so I've had some time since Thursday to think through and see where it's at. But yeah, I too disagree with the C+. I'm actually going to give this a B. Um, I think that, you know, kind of similar to what my, the reviewer said, you know, it does have its issues, pacing and things like that. But I just felt like, yeah, I really liked the, the horror aspect of it. I think in the beginning effects were a little weird. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I, I'm not going to get too into it. I think I should wait. Um, but yeah, th- th- it does have its issues, but I think it was entertaining. I thought the plot was pretty good. Um, so I'm going to give it a B and then delve into it a little bit more later. Okay. And Ronaldo, you said you so disagree. Yeah. Cause these. I'm, and I guess I have a question to pose later on, but I don't care about the hype. I've never cared about hype, like, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, like all the way back to Iron Man 3, that movie had a lot of hype. And we all know how that ended. So I don't, I'm not into hype. Um, I'm into a story where I get to care about a character. And I think this movie helped me care more about Doctor Strange as a character, not in terms of like his motivations and his fears. Um, I feel like his cameos in the other movies, I thought he was a great, um, I thought he was a great personality that was dynamic, but I don't, I still, I don't, I don't know if I was connected to him in the Avenger movies. So I think this movie, I think it made me care more about him as an individual. And I thought this movie was unique and different from the other Marvel movies because Sam Raimi had that horror element in it. Um, I thought this was creative and different. And I'm just annoyed that this movie had a lot of hype and a lot of rumor around it because I think it holds up on its own without that. Um, so I, I give it an A. You give this movie an A. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'll get more into um, it, but I, I, but, but yeah, mainly because I thought this was one of the more creative, um, movies that they've done in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't rely on a gimmick. I feel like Spider-Man No way home. It was like, Hey, we got the other two Spider-Man. Let's throw confetti. It's like, Okay, cool, and and they did a good job with that. But it's like I, I want to I want a story where I can care about a character. I don't need yeah. the, the gimmicks. You said some things that I want to circle back on. 
about what to grade this movie. Um, I just want to start off um, very similar to Fergie. Um, this, this and the reason why I'm back and forth is because there's some things that bothered me about this movie and maybe they're nitpicks, maybe they're not, but they're just as a, as a first time viewer, that's what I just notice it. And I shouldn't be bothered by these things, you know, with an MCU movie that had this much, um, I'll say hype. Hype's not really the word I'm looking for, but this much um, anticipation going into it. Even if it didn't have the rumor aspect, I think going into this movie, based on the other movies that came up before this and the TV shows that came up before this, you're looking forward to something. And there's a part of me that feels like that whatever that something was, there was something in it that wasn't delivered to a degree. There was something in it. Now... This doesn't mean it was not a good movie. I thought this was a, a really good movie. Um, but there were some things, and I'll get into it, that bothered me. I'm going to grade this a B minus. Okay. I'm going to grade this a B minus. I, I wanted to go C plus, but Rinaldi, to your point, out of all of the movies and TV shows we've seen, this is the most creative I've seen Marvel mm-hmm. lately. And I can credit Sam Raimi and whoever worked with Sam Raimi to that. And they did some things in this movie that MCU normally does not do. And I want to get into that too. Um, but I, I, I was back and forth between C plus, B minus. I think I'll go B minus because one, creativity, uh, the places they decided to go to, and then um, rewatchability. I would, re- I would watch this movie again. Yep. So – before we get into like plot and, and maybe some things that could have been better and all that stuff, whatever, I want to talk about characters real quick um, because characters is why you go and see a movie like this minus the multiversal stuff, minus the world building stuff, right? Uh, because it's, it's like we're going to an, in, into a new saga or three sagas with this new phase. Um, but with characters, we're introduced oh, yeah, to America spoilers. Chavez. Yes, spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, I honestly don't know when this episode is going to come out. But when you see this, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Um, I know you love us and I know you don't mind us spoiling movies. But we're going to do our other listeners a, dis- uh, a disservice if we don't say that. So, um, yeah, major spoilers. Um, if you have not watched the movie, go watch it. Um, whether or not you've heard this episode. But um, spoilers, you've been warned. So, America Chavez... Um, in fact, the very first sequence, we see America Chavez running with um, Doctor Strange, who looks a lot like Steven Seagal. <laughs> um, I don't know if y'all peeped that, but like right when I saw that, I was like, dang, he looks so much like Steven Seagal. Um, and then, and so, you know, and we're not going to go in order from sequence to sequence or anything. What, how did we feel about America Chavez in this movie? Do you feel like she was shoehorned in? Do you feel like she had a place in this movie? How do you think she played in this movie? Mm. Um, I think they probably could have done more with her because, uh, yeah, I think that – I don't think she was shoehorned. I think she might have been underutilized. Um mm-hmm. But I, I, yeah, I I don't know. I I I like America. I mean, I you know from what I saw, and not that she like had super huge impact, but simply because I think what I really liked about her is that she overall has a likable personality, and to she she stays in her lane. Yeah, <laughs> and yep. that's very different from other female characters that like Kate we Bishop. already know, and even. The, our latest, our latest Hawkeye, like Kate was doing. I mean, she was she's mm-hmm. good, she's skilled, but she was doing a lot. And America's yep. not that way. She knew she couldn't beat Wanda, and she said, "Okay, I can't, I can't <laughs> really throw hands with you, but I, I know something that I can do." You know, mm. so I think I appreciate her personality and just her knowing where she stands. But I feel like I don't know. I, I wish she did more. Mm-hmm. I didn't want her to be completely helpless. Yeah, I, I disagree. I can get behind that. I disagree. Um, I think Marvel. Did you give this movie an A? <laughs> Sorry. I think Marvel. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you got I, that. 
yeah, sorry. I think Marvel's in trouble because a lot of their side characters don't challenge the number one characters. So then when they get their own show, it's like you don't really feel like they have a personality. You know, when I look at Sam Wilson, he never really challenged Captain America's decisions that much. And so it's hard to get gauge him as like an individual. And I think I'm worried about America because I feel like she should have challenged Doctor Strange more because the alternate Doctor Strange tried to kill her. So why not be more suspicious of our Doctor Strange? So I disagree with that. I disagree with that personally. Um, but I want to hear Fergie's take first. I, I, I respect your take, Rinaldi. Because what's her personality? I mean... She, I mean, she's a nice girl, but what is, what is, what's, what makes her stick out? We'll be right back. In a world where age is nothing but a number in life and in fandoms, join Kimberly and Sheila as they review movies and TV shows for their podcast, Forever Fangirls. Tune in bi-weekly as we delve into the good, the bad, the cute, and explore different themes of each show we cover. Or you can listen to my wife do different voices. Anyway, darlings, Forever Fangirls is available on all major podcasting platforms or on our website, foreverfangirls.com. Just as an individual. Um, I'll, get to, I'll get to that. So two points. Um, Fergie, what were you going to say? Did you have a thought? Yeah, I, I agree with Elise, and I kind of agree with Rinaldi. Um, I think it's kind of refreshing that she's just not like, oh, I know something, so let me just kind of figure this out and go where I'm not supposed to go. Like, I always found that annoying about Kate. But, like, to Elise's point, she is very um, a skilled fighter, and she's talented. And so... Um, the only thing I like seeing America, I like that she spoke Spanish. I like that she had two moms. I like that we got a little bit of backstory, but I don't know if I cared enough about her as a character. Um, and I think she kind of, in my mind, like fizzled out towards the end, like nothing that she did really blew me away. Um, I think it was about her just, I don't know, gaining confidence to like understand her powers. And so I think. Who knows, maybe in her TV show or movie she'll do better, but I think she kind of just... Yeah, the last part of what she said... Yeah, you kind of got, got, got cut, cut out, out there. But I think she said fizzle, it fizzled out. Yeah. Just like her, vo- her vocals. Clear that we're going to see her again. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> to Rinaldi's um point so as far as you know marvel and their side characters not challenging the number one like the main uh protagonist i sort of disagree with that because we're seeing this a little bit in the disney plus shows like kate challenged uh clint barton quite a bit um if not challenged um opposed him in whatever direction he was going to go because she was just ambitious to shoot a bow and arrow at somebody and start flipping on roof, rooftops. Um, so, and that's just one example. You, you can find this in Loki. You can find this in um, not so much Captain, you know, not Captain America, Falcon and Winter Soldier, not so much that. I was talking more about the uh, movies they were just, themselves. Sure. Because well, well, some of the bigger characters are gone in Thor in the trailer. Right. He's kind of confused about what, what he's, he's on his way do. out. So I'm just saying yeah, some of our bigger characters out. that we care about, they're not a focal point. Yeah. And then these new characters, it's like they don't really have personality. And some of them, it's because they didn't really stick out when they were the side, the side character. And then the other ones, it's like right. it feels like, oh, we don't want Rob and Fergie to be upset with me with these characters. So we're going to make them a bit more kind of hesitant to act because if they yeah. make an action that upsets them then now we're screwed because we can't we can't lean mm-hmm. on iron man anymore he's gone can't lean on steve rogers <laughs> yeah. yeah and so, so that's why i'm frustrated so, with america but, because she she's reluctant to really act in any way like even 
even to act uh, in a way where it's like, well, wait, how do you do what you do? How do you do these this sorcery stuff? I want to learn. I want to protect myself. Like, even acting in humility, she doesn't even do that. Because I know you guys hate when she acted in rebellion. That's a good point. Is um, You could go in that direction, um, but there's potential to deviate from what the movie's meant to be about. I literally think that this movie is trying to do two things with America Chavez. One, introduce America Chavez, right? And two, there needs to be a vehicle for uh, traveling through the multiverse. If she was not in the movie without these powers, there would be no vehicle to to be able to travel to the multiverse and house Wanda. Like Wanda can dreamwalk, spoilers. Um, but she needs she 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 wants to be able to be present rather than just project herself in a different universe. And so you need a vehicle for that. And I think that's what America Chavez was for this movie. I think to have her challenge Doctor Strange right out the gate, because mind you, I'm going to get to pacing in a, in, in a little bit, but because of the pacing, if instead of America being kind of along for the ride and, you know, and instead of the character that we got, if she just challenges him, it's going to be very abrupt for us. A character for the first time that we see, we never met her before, and all and out of nowhere, she just starts challenging Doctor Strange. We're going to be like, who does she think she is? But she just saw another Doctor Strange try to kill her, though. That's the thing. That, see, and this is where I think oh, I have wow. a disconnect with just these types of situations. Like I just I don't know I just but, I but guess I have different expectations for characters. And but what was what before. was her what was her what was her exact response when Doctor Strange? Because it's not like he just like straight up killed her right off the bat, right? No, what was, was her response in that? It was surprise. Like I thought you were my. It friend. was surprise. That's what she said. Right. right. And, so, and so I don't think. I think based on the character that we got to just be angry with Doctor Strange because it seems like that up until that point, we didn't see the history between Steven Seagal's Doctor <laughs> Strange and, and America Chavez. We didn't see that backstory. But where I think it's safe to assume that they have a long-going history. She is his disciple, basically. Right? So, for that to happen, it's a big shock. I think that's going to be a complete 180 turn for her to just distrust all Doctor Strange's. But I don't know. That's also my guess. I yeah. Totally yeah. wrong. That's a good point, Rinaldi, because we don't know how long she's been traveling from multiverse to multiverse and how many doctors she's encountered. You would think she would stick up for herself a little bit more. Um, she's kind of like an orphan and trying to figure out her powers. I feel like there'd be just a little bit more. Oh, okay, Fergie. I can't hear you. She's Yeah, she's cutting out. I don't know yeah. why. Oh. Yeah, neither <clears throat> oh, last thing I heard was Can you hear orphan. Me now? Yeah. She's an um, orphan. Oh yeah, how she's essentially an orphan and you would think she would have a little bit more grit to her because she has to kind of figure herself out and figure out what's going on, but she's kind of just compliant or there. Um or maybe that's just her personality, but that it's interesting how I don't know, she seemed almost I don't know, just Passive. It passive. Yeah. Very yeah, passive. passive. Yeah. Um, my, my, my thing with this character is I don't, I think it would be inconsistent for a character to not understand her powers and how to control it. She's been traveling to different universes, multiverses, however, whatever you want to call it, for all her life. And she can't control it. It's like literally the second she's afraid, she, she travels somewhere else. Yeah. And I have, I have a, disconnect with a character who is confident and is rambunctious and wants to you know you know go against the protagonist and not be confident with their powers i think there's something that's that's disconnected between the two if yeah. she's confident in her powers then then this other end of her character would make sense but because she's not confident in her powers and she doesn't know what she wants to do or how to use them or whatever then it does make sense that she just lives in fear because the last thing she remembers is her two mothers and she thinks she's killed her mom. Or moms. 
moms. Mm. Well, I, yeah, I got two things to add to like what you know you guys are saying, and so um, going back to your points, Rinaldi, about um, you know she should have challenged him. I think um, that's one way for sure. I think, but I think what I personally, uh, you know, going off that point, um, what I personally would have wanted to see, it's not so much it needs to be a challenge, but I need to feel like you're an adequate sidekick. So, you know what I mean? Like, so even if she didn't oppose him and say like, no, like, let's try and do it this way. If she could at least be like, okay, you know, how can I help you? Because we're, we're going to tackle this issue, this multiversal issue together. Like, you know what I mean? And to really, like, like uh, Rob was saying, like, to become that disciple of his. Like, uh, you know, uh, so I don't know if that makes sense. Um, that's probably what I wanted, yeah. would have wanted yeah, to Yeah, no, see. that makes sense. That's adequate. Um, and then to the point that you, that you opened up to about, okay, well, why... Why was she like so? Uh, why was it so easy for her to trust Doctor Strange? I think what and she. I think she was lacking in that. Made me realize she was lacking some character development because I hear what you're saying. Like maybe she might mis mistrust, but maybe what she should have done or how they could have write wrote it is that like obviously she she knows Doctor Strange is probably the most competent person to help her and this is a different uh doctor strange but what she could be like if, if she would like be kind of battling to trust him like so she ultimately she's like okay well i need help he's gonna be the one to help but then you know maybe she also braces herself for the potential that this doctor strange will also betray her again you know what I mean? So like if you could if there's some if there was a way they could write that that you could kind of see some of that, like, okay, she's ultimately trusting because it's her personality, she doesn't have anywhere to go. This is her friend, you know, um, from another universe. But at the same time she's like, Well, this man may try to take my powers. You know, so I I don't know if that makes sense. Like just if they could show yeah. that sort of dynamic, maybe that would make it make more sense. As opposed to so, just like she's just super trusting one hundred percent. So, so we're saying that uh, she seems a little bit too trusting in this movie, given what happens in the first, you know, five ten minutes of the movie. She should have been at least like, okay, is this Doctor Strange also going to possibly kill me? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little bit of reluctance. Yeah, like there would be some like overall she feels like she can trust him, but in the back of her mind she you can see like you can see in the back of her mind there's an uncertainty of like, okay, well how is this gonna play out? Because I've been jumping and jumping around and then and then none of the last in the last reality Doctor Strange became my friend, but he just, he tried to, he ultimately tried to kill me, talking about it's for the greater good. Um, something like that. I also, but I also think too that like, I think given the current circumstances, it's not like she, he just tried to kill her for no reason. There right. seemed to be purpose behind it. So it's yeah. not like she's going to be completely untrusting. Right. I, I mean, I like Doctor Strange overall, but if I were to say that I felt that there was character development, I, I'm really unsure. Um, I just feel like I've been watching the same Doctor Strange, which is not, which is fine, but it's, see, I don't know, like, I kind of felt like, okay, the only thing I know more is that he just really loves Christine. That's really what I got more for his character. I feel like he's kind of been the same for me. Um, but I did absolutely enjoy seeing him just like put, put some work on with them, with the, with the magic. I'm like, wow, look at where mm -hmm. he's come. He's like level 75 Dr. Strange right now. Like, this is so Like, this is awesome. Like came from the guy who was like, hands was like shaking 
And <laughs> his hands were still messed up. Yeah, <laughs> Did it, you guys see the x-ray? Still messed up. Messed up. I, yep. His hands are still messed up, but he's putting in mad work. I'm like, wow, like he's still, you know, so I, I liked catching that, uh, that because it reminded me a little bit of what if and how like, you know, in that final showdown on that series, he was like, he was a whole cheat code. I was like, yeah, he was holding the whole team down. I was like, yes. Now I'm seeing that live action, just his capabilities. So I think I like that. But character wise, I'm not sure if I, it really didn't touch me that much, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, yeah, he was there. Um, I almost wish he had the same director for every movie. So there would be at least some sort of consistency to his character, I think. But yeah, essentially what Elise said, like, he loves Christine, he's super powerful, and that's it. We'll be right back. Are you tired of leaving the theater disappointed? Do you love dissecting all the best and worst of what Hollywood has to offer? Getting the rundown on what to see and what to avoid at all costs. Join Michael Pishinary, host of the Movies Worth Seeing podcast. Michael reviews all the trending Hollywood films and gives you the inside scoop. The inside scoop. So you'll never leave the theater disappointed again. Check out Movies Worth Seeing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now. what was what was inconsistent you you said you feel like or sorry let me rephrase that what do you think the same director what would you think that would bring to the character if it was just the same person every time with him like if sam raimi had this character the whole time um well like when he kind of when we talked about when he's in different movies like under the Russo brothers I felt like he was likable I felt like he was um he was smart without being super arrogant and I I grew to like him more in those other movies than in his own movie and so I was looking forward to seeing more of that but it was just I don't know it was a really smart guy who's a little bit rude to his elders I guess um, I don't know. I don't know if that, any of that makes sense. No, I, 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 know exactly I, I get about. it. I, I disagree, but I understand where you're coming from. Um, yeah, but I do disagree. I mean, I, I, I don't think... hate him, but no, no, no. I, like I said, I understand what, what oh, you're no, that saying. Was it. That I was it. Have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so where, so Fergie, you're saying, um, and I kind of want to go off of this. So, with the with because what i'm hearing is there seems to be like for every director that that takes hold of dr strange and tells a story they seem to be shifting the direction a little bit whereas say for example um who directed the first dr strange movie i believe it was scott erickson he was actually a producer on this sequel actually okay that makes sense. So, so you have Scott Erickson who directed the first one, and then uh, you have Doctor Strange who shows up in. Well, he um, uh, Watiti did him in Thor Ragnarok. Right, right. So there was there was him in Thor Ragnarok, which was a little bit consistent, right? The same character, not too much of a change. But then you get him uh, under the hands of the Russo brothers, and they they put it, and that's the Russo brothers. Like, you, you can't match that. I also um, one last thing to add, too. I yeah. think when Doctor Strange gets his third eye and we get that guitar rift, I'm like, okay, now where is this coming from? Right. Like, when, how is this a part of who Doctor Strange is? Or it, It's, yeah, I know what lore. you mean. I know exactly. What, so that's kind of where I'm going. So the, um, and so you have this movie where it just feels like there's a character shift not so much a character arc but a character shift not that decisions that he makes is out of character for dr strange but there's a tone differential between every movie that he's in like if you if you watch dr strange and then dr strange multiverse of madness they're two completely different tones and it's the same issue we have with thor uh every movie seems to have a different tone um 
And yeah. I think that's what you're yeah, you're, that's you're exactly saying, it. right? Yeah, totally. It's, it's different from movie to movie. Even with the uh, the third eye, which you know, the whole dark cult thing, we're going to talk about. Hopefully, we can get to that in this episode. But, um, you know, you had you had the whole music sequence when the two Doctor Strangers are fighting, and then anytime the eye pops open, both. At the very end sequence of the movie and in one of the post credit scenes, you have the guitar riff. And it's like, wait a minute. This is like going a completely different direction, not just for Doctor Strange, but even in the movie itself, it just felt different. I don't know if you guys felt that, but I felt like, whoa, where'd that guitar thing come from? I I even overheard people joking about it in the theater. But... Yeah, I I had no issue with it because I thought if I thought it fit the character and I I thought it fit the the first Doctor Strange movie where um, he's kind of this kind of skeptical, arrogant doctor who he just wants to cure his hands, and the agent one is saying there's a whole world. You, there are worlds within worlds within worlds that you don't even know about, and and they had that whole sequence where he's just flying through all these weird psychedelic visions and he's like oh it's something you put in the tea and it's like nope i didn't put anything in your tea just honey so i just i felt like they did set that up in the Mm -hmm. first doctor strange that there there are just so many unexplained things associated with magic it's not it's not safe to assume um but i don't know that that was just how i felt i didn't like i felt like um like in dc there's a joke that it's called it's doom patrol I don't know if you guys seen that show or heard of that show, but that show, a lot of weird stuff happens and it, it fits the tone of those characters. And I think it's the same with Dr. Strange. Like I think it's appropriate for him because of the magical element of the the story. Right. But I don't know that that's just my, My, that's just how I feel. I hear that. I hear that. My only thing is for the, that third eye to pop up, and then you had that little guitar riff. It's it's. I know it's Sam Raimi, but it's a little cheesy for something it's that's weird. supposed to be dark. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like a director choice and not a character choice. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like it's like horror comedy almost. Yeah. What did you say? Yeah, because Rinaldi. Yeah, because what Rinaldi says um, makes total sense. Like I understand mm-hmm. it, and like okay, um, now that he's privy to. The multiverse and all this new knowledge, okay, his third eye, quote unquote, has been opened. I get that part. But yeah, it's like the guitar thing. It's like, it's very like, I don't know. It just seems very like. It's just Sam Raimi. That's Sam Raimi's. Yeah. 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 It seems kind of cartoony. Like this is like, oh, you know, just signifying a transformation. Like it's, it's like. Sailor Moon in a weird way, like oh yeah, you got to have the theme music when the transformation happens. And I'm just like that was didn't need to be. But there. what's crazy <laughs> though is you know uh, not to get too much into Sam Raimi because uh, that's a whole other subject. But um, that's just, this is the same this is the same Sam Raimi that does other dark stuff and it's not cheesy in this movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so it's like, like that, that was, was a very specific decision he made that he decided. To make it lighter than what it was meant to be, yeah. Because that's that eye he got from the Darkhold, which is the same Darkhold that took over Wanda. I think for me, I interpreted that specific thing because I guess now you guys are focused on the guitar riff. I focused it on okay, like the worst possible thing he could do, he's not going to do because it felt mm-hmm. upbeat. Like the the riff of the guitar felt upbeat, not like dark or melancholy so i felt Mm -hmm. like it was just like okay don't worry guys he's not gonna turn evil but this is the consequence of his actions like he did he did use dark magic it's just not gonna turn him evil but that that, i don't know that's how i i don't know i feel like we're on the opposite we're on the opposite from spider-man no way home because i was like Mm -hmm. hey this was a good movie i like this movie but here are all my issues and mm-hmm. you guys are like, oh man, this movie was amazing. Whoa, yeah. And then now I'm the one saying this Doctor Strange sequel is amazing. And you guys are like, yeah, it was good, but here are my issues. Like it's like we flip flop. Oh no, no, I <laughs> I almost borderline got lynched 
<laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. The, the Rob and Fergie like borderline lynched me with their eyes lynched. when I talked about. Yeah. When I, t- I said to them like, "Don't be so quick to say it, that No Way Home was better." Because I, I was arguing, I was like, honestly, plot wise, this is better. And I, I, I they were Wait, ready. They were like, "Is this?" The th-? I'm like, "Yo, careful." What do you refer to this? So uh, this, this was movie, this is so after we watched the movie, we, when we like came, literally. When we came out of the theater, Doctor Strange. You oh, because you guys uh, saw it together. Sha- yep, Shauna right. just was like, "Hey, you know, give me a word. Let me know how. Like, what was your take about it?" And you know, Rob and Fergie, they were just kind of like, eh, you know, they were like, whatever. And then Rob said something about like, "Yeah, no, no, way, home. no way home was definitely better." I was just like, "Uh, I mean." But I don't know. And he was, they were just like, what? And I was like, honestly, like, the, for this, the plot was stronger in this movie to me than No Way Home. And they were like, oh, man, maybe the three-on-one's going to happen. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, we I was like, I wouldn't be minutes. so quick to say. I mean, it's arguably, it's arguably a better movie. It's arguably. I'm not saying that's my opinion. But if someone said that no, they like Dr. Opinion. Strange... Okay, and I accept that, and I think that that's cool. You know, I mean, I sat down and I assessed it more, and I was like, okay, well, you know, it, you know, it, it won't hit a range for me. But if somebody said it, I would be like, you know what? I I can see, I can see where you say that. So <laughs> yep. the reason why I brought up No Way Home is real quickly is I felt that Peter learned a lesson that he should have learned a movie ago. Um, but I feel like in this Dr. Strange film, I feel like Dr. Strange actually learned a lesson about himself at the right time. Like, I felt like he did learn that he is obsessed with saving people and, and it, it's, and he realizes the cost of having that obsession because he has to face Wanda who wants to save her children. And so I feel like he did learn and he did have to face the fact that in, in order to save as many people as possible, he sacrificed people intentionally and didn't feel any remorse over it. Like Wanda even confronts him about giving away the time stone because Thanos used the time stone to kill vision. And he didn't seem like flustered by that at all. But then at the end of the movie, he makes a different decision than the other Doctor Strange. He decides to give America the confidence to, you know, win the battle rather than sacrifice her in order to save everyone from the Scarlet Witch. So, I don't know. To, to me, it felt like this, in this movie, Doctor Strange learned a lot about himself. And I feel like his other appearances, I feel like that was more his insecurity um, kind of manifesting in being overconfident and looking like he can handle things. Because I feel like in this movie, I don't think he could handle himself. Like, it was really shaky when he had to take possess that zombie. I don't think he was this super, like, skilled... Like, like he's very skilled, but I don't think it was like when Thor came in and whooped Thanos in five seconds in Infinity War. Like, sure. he, he barely could control that zombie... When he had to fight Wanda at the end. I want to start start talking about Wanda really quick. Um, because there's some decisions there that um that I thought were amazing um with Wanda. I felt like in this movie, Wanda was stronger, not just I'm not talking about her power level, I mean like just watching her and experiencing her, she was much more stronger to, to experience and watch than Dr. Strange. Personal opinion. Yep. But what is what do we think about Wanda slash Scarlet Witch? We'll be right back. Trauma is a catalyst. It provokes significant change in the lives of survivors, as well as in the lives of their caregivers. Join me, Carrie Rickert, on my podcast, Transformational Trauma and Healing, as our guests share their stories of trauma and the resources that have been beneficial to them. We will celebrate our guests' successes and learn from their struggles, 
adding tools to our trauma survival toolbox along the way. Yeah, she was nuts. And I'm so happy that she was. It, yeah, I... And, you know, this is why whenever people ask me about, like, who's on my little super team and if whenever she's an option, this is why, you know, I felt like mm -hmm. I felt validated. I'm like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. The walking cheat code. She's here. Yep. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So I love I love that she was so like. Yeah, it built more on what we saw in WandaVision. I think that's probably why I was able to appreciate it more. Um and so she, they're continuing that character development um, in her trauma and all that stuff. Um, and then, yeah, she had um, presence, like you said, Rob. And I love that they just made her like the Terminator. Like, mm -hmm. I just love mm -hmm. that that aspect of like, no, she's like, she's hunting you down. She's like, yeah, she's just locked on. Like, yeah, she was just a really, really big threat. Um to the point where, I mean, I, I know that obviously they've got to win, but at some point it was looking like, okay, maybe she might succeed, <laughs> which she kind of did. Um, and really everything was reverted more so back to normal because she decided it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I liked having like a really strong villain and um, her going from the hero to villain to realizing her mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Fergie? Any thoughts on Wanda? Um, yeah, I liked Wanda. I don't really have much thoughts. I thought she was strong, powerful. I like the continuation from WandaVision. Um, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, so I I emphatically disagree with Elise's vindication because in that earlier conversation, I had said Wanda can't be trusted because I don't know if she's up there uh, all together up there mentally and you said oh don't worry about it because she's just gonna wipe out all the ninjas <laughs> and i'm like i don't know she might wipe oh, you out uh, yeah. you're like nah she's gonna save me and then dr strange went to her for help and then all of a sudden she 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 revealed that she tricked dr strange into thinking that she reformed because and she tricked me because when i saw that flower like, remember she was cutting the flowers when, Do right. when Dr. Strange explained America's situation? I literally thought of you, Elise. So I was like, you know what? Elise might be right. Like, she Wanda might have herself together mentally. And she might help save Dr. Strange against whoever is the threat. And then when she revealed that she used the dark hole to trick him and the flower wasn't even real, I was like, yep, I knew it. Wanda, Wanda's too dangerous. She can't be controlled. And I was Listen, like, thank God just, she wasn't on my team. <laughs> nah, she she's gonna listen. She's gonna do. She's gonna do the right thing, I believe. And plus, you know, in our scenario, she wasn't she wasn't tapped yet. You know, what I mean, she you know, I we would we would I catch see. her on the right day, <laughs> and she would help me. Br bring Sam Wilson with you. Maybe she can, he can do some therapy sessions yeah. with her. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you bring Sam Wilson with you for therapy reasons. Grief counseling. He, he's there not it even is. a. See? He's not even going to be an Avenger. Yeah, like, no, I need you. So, really quick, Illuminati. They're in this movie. This conversation with Mordo, and it turns out that Mordo is also. Uh, he's not. He's not for Doctor Strange. He's not. Um, you know, he he's going to go against them. Not just him, the Illuminati. Which is basically their Avengers, give or take. It's it's almost like a a, a step above the Avengers, and yeah, they're more um, they're more secretive. Yes, much more secretive. Yeah, because um, yeah, they lie so, about what really happened to Doctor Strange. Right, because in this universe, Doctor Strange died, and there's a, a, a statue of him, and and all that, but. Um, but when we're introduced the, to the Illuminati, uh, we're introduced to them one by one. Um, Doctor Strange and America Chavez get captured, and then Doctor Strange gets led into this uh, this council meeting room, whatever it is, this court. And we're met we're met with K 
characters that we've never seen live. Well, actually, no, I won't say never seen. We've seen some of them before. Mm-hmm. Um, we first get introduced to Captain Carter from the What If universe. Um, we know her from the What If universe. Let's put it that way. Um, we meet Captain Carter. We we meet Black Bolt. Uh, we know him from Inhumans. Uh, we also meet um, the only Captain Marvel that I recognize. Um, Monica Rambeau, right? And so I was fired up about that. Monica Rambeau. And then uh, and then we see, we meet Reed Richards. Wait, wasn't it Maria? It wasn't Monica. Hmm. We meet Reed Richards, played by none other than John Krasinski. <laughs> and about 617. Shout out six one seven, and uh, the theater that we were in, people gasped. Yeah. They were like, "What?" <gasps> oh. They cheered. Yeah, they cheered. Cheered yep. louder for him than my man <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart. Like it was that's wild. True. That's true. And then Sir Patrick Stewart, as Professor X comes in. Yeah. Yeah, because Sir Patrick Stewart. So yeah, I don't know. We so knew. I'll say this real quick. Um, Marvel put out some TV spot trailers that revealed some of these characters already. So, like, Captain Carter was already spoiled, and then Professor X was spoiled with the yellow chair. And so, you know, I think if you saw those TV spots, you'd see it coming. Um, I I don't know why Marvel does that. Um, Just leave all the spoilers and and the surprises for the movie. Yeah, Marvel, Marvel totally screwed up. Totally screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I part of why I may have rated this movie higher than some of you cuz like I I'm pretty good at ducking and dodging spoilers. I did not look at anything. I don't follow many pages that could spoil me. The only time I really mm-hmm. look at news is with for the sake of this podcast to cover something, but I mm-hmm. I be I run away. So, I did not see TV spots. I did not you know keep investigating about cameos. So I was I yeah, couldn't same, I couldn't be let down about anything really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I didn't see anything either, but I was still underwhelmed. So, mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, well yeah. I think I mean the you guys know comes. me. I don't care. I don't care about cameos. You guys know me. Give me give me characters I care about. That's it. Well, that's our discussion. Uh, Let us know what you think of everything we talked about in this episode. You can write to us by emailing MarvelousFriendsPod at gmail.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. That number is 617-299-6644. Let us know about everything that you've heard in this episode. Or if you want to say hi to us, that's fine too. Marvelous Friends is available on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. To our Apple Podcast listeners, write us a review and let us know your thoughts. For more fun, unexpected, and low-key ratchet Marvel content, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvelous underscore pod. You can also like Marvelous Friends Pod on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get updates on all our latest uploads and behind-the-scene content. Links to all of these platforms and more are in the show notes of this episode below. This is the Marvelous Friends Podcast.